Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Interview the Author podcast, where we bring you the real, the raw, the gritty, authentic, and transparent hearts and minds of your favorite authors. That's right. We are asking the questions that go deeper than that professionally glossed over bio. So listen, grab your favorite cup of joe, or tea or water if that's your jam and join us for another episode of Interview the Author. Welcome to another episode of Interview the Author. I am your host, Otisia Johnson, and I am excited to bring to you my interview with my friend and business bestie, Rashonda The Rose Show Pratt. So before we get into our conversation with Rashonda, I would love to introduce her to those of you who may not be familiar with who she is. Rashonda The Rose Show Pratt is a digital media pioneer with 20 years experience as a news producer on the front lines of history. She is a respected news producer, live stream expert, speaker, and storyteller strategist. With two decades of experience in crisis communications, marketing, and on both sides of the television camera, her mission is to raise up messengers who will shape the narrative through media. Rashonda helps entrepreneurs and organizations amplify their message and transform communities with clients such as the Kellogg Foundation and trusting her media savvy to drive global campaigns. She is a two-time Amazon best-selling author, Huffington Post contributor, and host of her own self-produced Facebook live show, The Rose Show Live. She has made regular appearances on morning news shows and has also been featured nationally on CBS's The Talk. When she's not going live, she is creating her greatest story with her husband and four children. Podcast listeners, do me a favor. Help me welcome to the show my business bestie, Rashonda The Rose Show Pratt. Hello, Rashonda. Hi, Otisia. It's so great to be here with you today. It is so amazing to have our very own CEO of live video. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when people say that. <laughs> it makes me feel so responsible. It makes me feel so honored and privileged. I have the CEO here with me. <laughs> I'm just helping people make their live video experience a good experience and not a bad one. Right. So that's something that you actually talk about in your book. You talk about how live video is actually a booming business. And I don't think most people understand that there is a business component to this. So can you break that down for us? What, is, what do you mean when you say that live video is a booming business? What I mean by that is data shows us that 80% of people would rather watch video than read a blog. So that means 80% of people are engaging with video content versus the 20% who are reading a blog. And 20 years of working in television news as a television news producer, executive morning show producer, and on-air talent, I've realized that people love this whole idea of being able to engage with media. It's the whole thought that I like to tell people that live video gives you that opportunity to instantly build the no like and trust factor. 
It's mm-hmm. in real time. It mm-hmm. takes down that, that barrier. You're able to tell your story in a real, authentic, and compelling way. So live video is a booming business. And we're seeing all across our social media platforms that they're engaging more with the video concept. It's been said that in the next few years that Facebook has become is going to become a total video-driven platform. And we already see mm-hmm. that. Right. LinkedIn data testing, live video. Um, We see more and more platforms that are taking on this opportunity of giving people, you ready for this? An opportunity to create their own media. An opportunity to manage the narrative of their message. So live video is definitely a booming business. And when done correctly, when taken on as a major part of your media marketing, it can really position you to work with your ideal clients and those people that you're called to serve and impact. Right. So when I hear that I can have the opportunity to create my own media, that sounds amazing to me, right? That's like, Mm -hmm. that's my jam. That's my thing. But what do you say to that person who hears that and they immediately uh, freeze up or it, feels as though it's something that's too large for them. Uh, Do you ever encounter people who are afraid of the idea of creating their own media? Sure. I think um, a lot of times introverts, I get a lot of messages from people who Mm -hmm. are like, Rashonda, I'm not as charismatic and I am not an extrovert like you. And the interesting story is, even though a lot of people don't believe this, I have learned how to be an extrovert. I've learned that because I was always the new girl in class. My dad was a welder, so we always moved where the business was. So I was always the new kid. I've lived in five states. So I always had to be the one to introduce myself. I was always the new kid in class. So I've Mm -hmm. learned how to be an extrovert. And then you add on my profession of being in broadcast journalism, learning how to step outside the box and interview people. And just a funny side note, many of the people that I know who are reporters and anchors have mm-hmm. social anxiety and wow. really like to commingle with people like that. But you can never tell by the right. questions and things that they answer. So you can learn to address or learn to develop in what you need. And I think right. one of the biggest things that I can offer as a support to people who are shy, uncomfortable, who are um, nervous about building their media platform, shy, they don't like their voice, they don't like how they look on camera, is to take the focus off of yourself and put Mm -hmm. the focus more on the end result. The Mm -hmm. people that you're called to serve and impact, put the focus Mm -hmm. more on them. I'm showing Mm -hmm. up for them. I'm showing up as the answer, the solution that they need. And if I don't show up for them, then they'll never get the support that they need. They'll never get the answer. Or I am opening them up to a wolf in sheep's clothing. I'm opening them up to people Mm -hmm. who really don't care about them, but they're just all about the money. When you Mm -hmm. put the focus on that, it becomes easier every time that you, and of course there's some other things too, becomes easier to hit that goal live button because the focus is not on your weakness, but it's on the strength of those who are going to be watching you. That is such an excellent point. And listeners, if you're taking notes, I really hope that you wrote that down. One of the easiest ways to overcome the anxiety that you might be feeling surrounding going live is to stop making it about you. 
Mm. Anytime we make things about us, it's always going to be more difficult, right? Because we have such an inward focus. But the moment that you put the focus on the viewer who you're serving, now you're going to want to show up and give your very best because you're helping someone else. Exactly. And, you know, one of the other tips that I have for people when it comes to doing it for the first time or getting used to that is getting used to seeing and hearing your voice. You know, Mm -hmm. we do a lot of talking, but do we really even listen to ourselves? So (laughs) one of my tricks is spending time in the mirror with your smartphone and listen, really listen to your voice and get comfortable listening and hearing yourself. Because if you do that the first time you go live, I remember the first time I went live and I was sitting there hearing myself and I said, oh, that's how I sound when I say that? That's how I look (laughs) in the camera? But it's practicing that beforehand so it doesn't become new to you. You already are Mm -hmm. familiar with the faces that you make. You're already familiar with what happens when you get excited. You're already familiar with that because you practice that on the back end. Right, right. That's a really interesting point, Rashonda. And you and I have never spoken about this. When I first started doing live video, Mm -hmm. I would watch myself. I would watch the playback. And I was talking like out of the side of my mouth, like I was holding my mouth in this weird twisted way. Mm. And I realized that's a tell that I'm nervous. That's so really now good. when I watch live video, I don't do that anymore because I became comfortable. But if I would have never done what you just said, if I would have never watched the playback, I would have never gotten better. Yeah. People avoid the playback. And I think the playback can be such an educational piece watch my playbacks and I've been doing live Mm -hmm. video for um, well over five years. I think it's such an educational thing, much like what you found out about yourself, but also it's an opportunity for you to look at how you present, how you put information Mm -hmm. together. You may Mm -hmm. watch your live video content and say, wow, that was a really powerful point. I want to expand on that. That can be a series. There's so many things you can learn by taking the time to go back and look at yourself. Right. What do you feel, Rashonda? And I'm I'm hitting on this question because of what you just said about the series. What do you feel people miss um, as a result of not watching their playback? What type of opportunities do you feel like they miss out on? I'm a big believer of this thought, and I teach this to my clients, that nothing with God is wasted. I mean, I look at the fact that I worked 20 years in television covering the biggest stories that have happened in our country in the last 20 years. And then someone would come up with this witty invention of live video. And I'm able to take what I've learned years working in television to help people understand how to build and create their own media. So I think what happens, people look at live video as a one and done. I did it. I'm over it. But they don't look at the fact of it's continual money. Yes. I want to say that again. It's continual money. I wrote CEO of live video from live videos. (laughs) Good. That is so good. I wrote it from live videos. So there's so much content and so much wealth that we sit on because it's like, oh, I did it and we're done. But no, can that turn into another product? I mean, in the early days of live video, everybody, when they understood this, were taking their periscopes and turning it into 
paid content. Take the replay down. Mm -hmm. You have to pay $27 to watch the replay. I mean, there were so many innovative things that people are learning that they can do with this content because they discovered it wasn't just a live video plastered on a wall, but it's our intellectual property. Wow. It's my content that came from my brain that I'm sharing yeah. now in a live video that's five minutes, 10 minutes, 30 minutes, or an hour. And I can do something else with this intellectual property. So don't ever just treat your live video as if it's just banner video on, on, a, on, a, on a platform. But no, that mm -hmm. is content that can make me or create another stream of wealth. Oh, wow, Rashonda. So every time you talk, I feel like you're just dropping gems. I really <laughs> hope people are taking notes. <laughs> I feel like you open your mouth and gold nuggets to just fall. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but that, to, to stress your point, I did the, the video regarding uh, Egypt and coming out of Egypt. And it was a very impromptu uh, video mm. and went back to it months later. And it became the foundation for the book, Goodbye Egypt which became the foundation for the course. Look, And so I've been able to create multiple revenue streams as a result of digging out those jewels that were in that live video. We sit on a lot of stuff. You know, let me take this even a little further, Oticia. We're talking about creating content and jewels. You know, I, and I'm going to share something. I mean, I teach this to my clients. So... I'm sharing a major insight here. You know, along with going back and looking at our videos, the other thing that we don't do very well, or I don't think people do enough or are aware of even, is going back and reading the comments. It's called social mm. listening. And we learned this a lot in television news because what we learned by reading the comments, it would lead us to someone who knew someone who was the victim of this home invasion that we just reported on on the morning news. Or someone was aware of something that we weren't aware of. So even going back in the comments is a moneymaker as well. Because someone will post a comment that could spark of, hmm, a lot of people mentioned that same thing. Maybe that's a topic I need to teach. Because your audience, if you're listening, will tell you what they want to see. Or you that's look so at it and you say, well, wow, I see that this person posted this. It seems like a lot of people interacted with that one thought. Maybe this is something that I need to address. So I mm -hmm. think where people miss it is it's like you have low hanging fruit or you have what you need right in your house, but you're missing mm -hmm. it because it's like it's just another thing to do on my list. And live video is not just another thing to do on your list. It is a part of your marketing. It's a part of building your business and your company. It's just not another thing to check off. That's so good. That's another golden nugget. Live video is not just another thing to do on your list. It is a vital part of your marketing. That is good. Yes. So Roshonda, what do you say to the person who says, well, I've tried live video, uh, but I, I didn't really get much engagement. So I can't even, even though that was a good tip, I can't use it because I'm not getting engagement. No one's watching. No one's commenting. Um, how, how would you respond to that? Well, there's a couple things that go into audience engagement. It's much like what we see with the new fall lineup. Before the fall lineup comes out in September, leading up to September, all during the summer, they're going to keep teasing the show. Sometimes we say to ourselves, oh, my God, 
another commercial about this. Oh my gosh. How many times is this going to keep popping up in my timeline? Well, that's intentional. That's marketing. So they're going to keep talking or keep promoting their broadcasts. Sometimes something very simple as telling people beforehand that you're going live mm -hmm. can make a huge difference in the people who tune in. Give people time to prepare, time to show up. But if you're just showing up and just banking on those who are there live, then, you know, you miss that opportunity. So it's something as simple as letting people know, just like your favorite show that comes on every week mm -hmm. at the same time, but yet still reminds you that it's coming on because people are busy. We need to take that right. same thought and attitude with our broadcasts. And I think the reason why people don't it goes back to the conversation we were having at the beginning of this talk. They don't look at themselves like they're a media broadcast. They mm. don't look at themselves as I am a show. This is not just, again, something that I'm doing, but no, this is something that I'm growing and I'm a show and I need to let people know I need to pick a consistent time. I need to be mm -hmm. consistent and showing up. Action cures all. And sometimes just the fact mm -hmm. of being consistent can be a total game changer in how people interact with you. That is so good. That is so good. And and we see the results when we see individuals who are consistent with their live video mm -hmm. yes. and we know what time they're coming. It's just like people gather around their television. They'll gather around their smartphone. We always know. I, I do a lot of traveling, Otisia, different time zones different cities, different states. You know, one thing I always know, there's always a five o'clock news somewhere. Right. Whether I'm in Miami, whether I'm in Colorado, mm -hmm. whether I'm in Chicago, different time zones, but there's always going to be a five o'clock news somewhere. What's the point of that? that the point is we've been consistently trained as a society. The news comes on at five o'clock. The news mm -hmm. comes on at six o'clock. We're trained that way that you look at your watch mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, what time of day is it? Oh, there's got to be some kind of news program on. We're trained that way. And they've trained us that way. If you train your audience and you're consistently showing up with valuable information, they will come. That's so good. That's so good. Now, I also know because I am a member of your community and I think you're amazing. Thank you. <laughs> You have a hashtag replay is back. <laughs> Break that down for the listeners, please. <laughs> so replay is bay you know there's a discussion and depending on the live streamers that you talk to or the gurus they'll say you know um you know we play for the live audience you know it's all about the people who are watching live i believe that your large audience is the replay audience because mm, okay. even if you are consistent and tell people I'm going to be live at 12, right? Good time of day. Mm -hmm. But if someone's on their lunch break or if someone is still working through their lunch break, they're not able to watch you. Right. So right. if they know, Hey, my lunch break today is going to be at one and you're already done with your broadcast, they can check you out in the replay. Because what happens, mm. your video now becomes video on demand. So I didn't get a chance to see my favorite Blackish episode. Okay, now mm -hmm. I can record it and go back and watch it at my leisure. That's what replay mm -hmm. is. So that's why it's okay. so important when we have our videos that we are recognizing the replay audience. 
um, that we're not spending a lot of time at the beginning of the broadcast with, I'm just going to wait for a couple more people to show up. No, no, no. Because now you have a person who's watching that in replay and they have to fast forward or scrub through all of that to get to the content. So I say that replay is bay because those folks who are in replay, we're grateful for our live audience, grateful for those who catch the content live. But bay, your boo is the replay audience, the people who are catching it in the video on demand option, which is amazing. Mm. And we already know that the world is sensitive to replay on demand. Exactly. I mean, people are asking, you know, is this going to be available for replay? Yes, but you only have wow. 24 hours. Oh my gosh, I got to make sure to watch it, right. you know? So, I mean, it's also just that thought of, you know, scarcity is a thing. And mm -hmm. people don't want to miss out on what can be life-changing for them, especially when you build a live stream and you build live content that is so irresistible and you build a live stream experience chock full of powerful information, much like what we're doing on this podcast, much like what you do, Otisia, when you're live. It's like, this is liquid gold, right? And, right. you know... Right. Hopefully, if you, you do it well, then you have people who have buy-in, they become your brand ambassadors, and then what do they do? They share mm -hmm. it with other people. So mm -hmm. you don't even have to be your own mouthpiece. People will, will do it for you and say, hey, you know, they'll right. tag their friends or even before you ask them to do mm -hmm. that, or they'll share it out or start a watch party, all the different ways that we can engage with content now. Because... You have served them well. That's what the power of this live video is. It's not about being popular because you weren't the popular kid in middle school. It's really about giving people value and serving them well. That is so good, Ro. All that is so good. So you were talking a moment ago about people being willing to share the content before you ask them. You know, there was a, a couple articles that were floating around stating, oh, you shouldn't say mm -hmm. share or you shouldn't say, you know, ask people to comment. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts on that? Now? So there was um, maybe about last year, a couple of years ago, mm -hmm. um, a thing that Facebook is tracking called engagement baiting. It is true where there will be certain people that will bait people to engage, kind of like clickbait, in order to get mm -hmm. the numbers. They found a way to cheat the system to actually advertise their broadcast or advertise their page. So it could be something like show of hands, how many people love this weather that we're having, right? So Facebook can look mm -hmm. at that as engagement baiting, though it could be um, a very genuine question, but a lot of big companies tapped into that and was getting really authentic engagement that Facebook was like, wait a second, you're getting a lot of that engagement and you're not paying for us. Then there was other companies who were mm -hmm. misusing that, right? to their own advantage. Mm -hmm. So they cracked down on that and they found out one way to crack on that, crack down on that is by using the word share. So it's been told and you can go to Facebook news and you'll see this where they say, mm -hmm. you know, we'll be listening audibly to your broadcast when you tell people to share and we'll drive your video down intentionally. Mm -hmm. Here's my mm -hmm. thought on this. Um, I've gone back and forth with marketing friends about this who are just like, no, I think it's great. You shouldn't tell people to share. You should just let them do it organically. I don't believe in that 
Because what I know to be true, because I've experienced this myself, I watch broadcasters who drop major, like a masterclass on live video, right? They're dropping 10 ways. Mm -hmm. You know, you did one the other day, um, five things or five Mm -hmm. mistakes that authors make, correct? And I mean, it Mm -hmm. was chock full of information. If I have my notebook out, Otisia, and I'm writing down your notes, I'm not thinking about sharing. It's not because I don't like your information, Mm. but I am instinctively trying to take notes, ask questions, you know, maybe you tell me to do something during the broadcast. Like if this is resonating with you, throw up a heart, but you have to remind people on what you want them to do next. I think you have to do that. And it's not that I'm saying I want you to share my broadcast because I just want to get the views. No, no. I want you to share this because it's life changing. And I know if you come into my broadcast, you're taking a lot of notes and I need to remind Mm -hmm. you what to do. And here's the thing. I've had people tell me, Rashonda, thank you for reminding me to share because I was so busy in here taking notes. I forgot to hit the share button. Wow. That's good. That's good. And just going back to basic business and and basic marketing, you know, anytime you're doing a video, we're taught that there needs to be a call to action. Well, reminding someone to share is just a call to action. Exactly. And have I seen a drop in my videos? I think when Facebook first made that announcement, but there's so many changes now. I mean, when we first started doing live video through Facebook, you know, it was advised not to do third party apps like BeLive or StreamYard. Right. Now that's mm-hmm. totally changed. Right. Have I seen a drop in my engagement? No. And and my thing is, I'm not clickbaitish. What I tell you I'm going to talk about right. is what you're going to receive. Um, and I think stay true to that and be honest with that. But I also think you have to tell people what to do. I learned that years working in TV and TV stations do it all the time. Mm-hmm. You want more information to this? Yes. Go to our website. If you want to experience mm-hmm. the video or never seen images, go here. They tell you what to do because the whole right. thought is I want you to engage with the content, engage with the experience. But I also want to get eyeballs to the other places while I have your eyeballs right here. That's so good. I think that's one of the things, Rashonda, that makes you amazing is because you can always use that mind of a television yeah. producer. It's hard to shake. I would imagine. <laughs> I tell people, I know I don't work in a, in a newsroom right now, but I just believe once a journalist, always a journalist. And I always see stories and I always see ways to, this is how we need to produce this. I mean, sometimes even when I'm talking to churches or I'm talking to contract workers that we use, it's always like, okay, this is how we're going to produce this. And they all start laughing. It's like, uh-oh, she put on her producer hat. It's, like, it's hard to shake. <laughs> I love the producer hat because I learn things. Yes. And here's the thing. And those of you who've been listening to me for a while, you know, I will start a new sentence in the middle of a thought. So just roll <laughs> with us. Okay. But <laughs> here's the thing that I always think about. I have never been a television news producer. So if I want to learn how to be the CEO of my mm-hmm. live video, what better person to go to and learn from than the person who's been in the news? I love it. I love that. You know, I, and I'm going to try my best not to get emotional about this. I've been talking over the last couple of days about my TV news experience. 
And I'm telling you, I've had the great pleasure, OTC, to work with some really dynamic people who took me under their wing and taught me the business, um, who made me better. I think about, I worked with Craig Melvin, who is now on the Today Show, MSNBC. I mean, Craig and I were deskmates. We we sat next to each other. Um, uh, Sonia Gant, whose um, father was the first African-American mayor of Charlotte, North Carolina. Bonnie mm-hmm. Rosen, who now works at NBC News Channel. Um, Allison Andrews. I mean, I've Colleen Odegaard. I mean, the list can go on and on. Darcy mm-hmm. Strickland, Judy Gadsden, Donnie Mercer Plant. I worked with some great people who just taught me the responsibility of media. And because of that, that's why I'm so passionate, even, and I hope that comes through in the book. I mean, it's a very simple read. It's maybe 60 pages. I kept it short because people don't read like that, you know, anymore, right? Um, Very few of us. But it's a simple, you know, the textbook of going live video. It's really simple because Mm -hmm. I want people to understand that, yes, everyone can do this, right? But there's a responsibility with doing this. That while everyone Mm -hmm. can do this, there's still a responsibility because what I even tell my clients is this. I produced news for 20 years. On social media, you're the type of a producer because you're creating content and your timeline is your show rundown. And you have people who watch and Mm. share your content as if it is true and factual. And they're engaging with your content, much like what a producer does with television. And there's a responsibility. So you can't afford to share misinformation. You can't afford to be in a space where people mistrust you and they either unfriend Mm -hmm. you or hide your content because you have become untrustworthy. And it's the same thing with traditional media. We work hard to mm-hmm. have a relationship with our audience in which they feel like I can trust them. Right, right. And I, I want to speak to that because I, I could kind of feel the person who may be listening and saying, this responsibility mm-hmm. is too big for me. She's right. This is a huge responsibility. And so I want to shy away from that. And I just want to encourage you, listener, whoever you may be, that while you may feel in the moment that the responsibility is too big for you, I want to remind you that the assignment would not have That's come it. to you if the responsibility was exactly. too big for you. You are enough. You are enough. You know enough truth and you have enough fact in you to be able to steward the responsibility of live I love video that. well. Right. So shake off that idea. Yes, that you I can't, love that. Right. And I think, you know, the reason why I talk so passionately about that is because Media influences cultures and it shapes people's thought and, mm-hmm. and view. And, and could it be mm-hmm. you as the coach, the speaker, the consultant can help to shape people's view about something that they didn't know about or they didn't think about? And that is what I think separates you from everybody else. Right. And I think that also mm-hmm. is what mm-hmm. positions you as an expert and a thought leader in your space. And that's what helps to draw your ideal right. client. Right. That is good. That is good, Ro. And I keep saying Ro instead of Rashonda. <laughs> People who love me call me okay. Ro. <laughs> I didn't want to say the Ro show. <laughs> it's, you know, that's so funny. Like, Rashonda I met somebody show uh, last year who said to me, 
I just keep calling you Rochelle. I don't even know. What's your real name? And I said, it's Rochelle. And I said, but that's okay. That means the brand is working. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we love the brand. <laughs> So before we wrap up, Rashonda, I'm just going to give you a few minutes. I want you to tell our listeners, number one, how they can connect with you. And then number two, um, how they can secure sure. a copy of your book. So you can connect with me across all social media platforms. But the places I love to hang out are Instagram and Facebook at The Rosho, T-H-E-R-O-S. S-H-O. See, no W, The Rosho Live, L-I-V-E. And you can buy a copy, um, an ebook copy or a paperback copy of CEO of Live Video on Amazon. Awesome. And what we'll do, folks, is we'll put all of Rashonda's contact information in the episode description so that you guys will be able to connect with her. Also, I know I said the last question was the last sure. question, but I had another question. I love it. <laughs> you have Media Mondays. Media Mondays are amazing because Rashonda always drops amazing gems. Can you just briefly sure. talk to us so about Media Mondays? I go Monday? live on Mondays for Media Monday, 8.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Facebook on Rashonda The Rose Show Pratt uh, public figure page. And on that Media Monday, we can talk about anything about how to gain more media, how to build your media, whether it's live video, live video or traditional media. We talk about business tips. And what's really been cool lately is we've been interviewing some really great guests. So we've had a couple of guests that have gone viral and we have an opportunity to um, interview them. And then sometimes on Media Monday, we cover the big stories that are being discussed in the media. So um, it's a really great show. We go for about 30 to 45 minutes. It's um, 8.15 p.m. Standard Time, and I would love for you guys to join. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Rashonda, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so very much for being here. Thank you for sharing your thank genius. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I love everything that you're doing, and I'm honored that I had an opportunity to share. Perfect. So, um, Rashonda, we're going to say goodbye to you now. Listeners. Make sure you are tuning in to Rashonda's Media Mondays. If you have not already purchased a copy of her book, CEO of Live Video, I encourage you to go ahead and do that as soon as possible. Run to Amazon, do not walk, and follow her on social media. I'll make sure that all of her information is included in the episode description. As always, thank you for tuning in, and I hope that you were encouraged by this episode. It is my prayer that you have enjoyed this episode of Interview the Author. Listen, if you enjoyed it, don't be selfish. Share it. Tag a friend. Send it to your coworker who gets on your nerves. Send it to your fellow church member. Send it to the stranger who just keeps complaining on social media. We want to get this podcast in front of listeners who need to hear the encouragement that our authors are presenting. And also, feel free to tag us on social media. On all social media platforms, we are at Interview the Author. I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, be blessed and live the life that God created you to enjoy. Mm-hmm.